Hey horror fans, it's Brian here and you're listening to another episode of Talking Horror on Screen. Thanks for joining me as we talk about the latest news in the world of horror on the big and small screen. And like always, every episode I will pick a movie that I'm going to talk about that I recently watched and tell you my thoughts on that. Uh, this episode I actually have two movies to talk about. One was just god awful and one was actually not too bad. Uh, I'm not going to tell you which is which just yet. You got to stick around for that. But uh, we did have Friday the 13th last Friday, so in honor of that, I did watch Friday the 13th Part 7. And the other movie I happened to watch, I stumbled upon, was a movie called The Curse. So uh, you you decide for yourself which is which, and uh, stick around. We're going to talk about those after we talk about the latest news in the world of horror. Here we go. So, first up, last week we got a trailer for Castle Rock, a Stephen King uh, TV series that's coming to Hulu exclusively. It's coming July 25th, I believe. Uh, yeah, that looks right. And uh, this is going to be like a blending of different Stephen King properties all in one like town called Castle Rock. Uh, the trailer is pretty cool. I don't know what the hell is going on. It's just a lot of uh, cool imagery. Uh, looks like you got killer dogs like Cujo popping around. Um, the main premise is about a guy who gets a call to come back to home to his hometown of Castle Rock. He doesn't know where the call came from. There's a guy who um, they find in like an abandoned looking jail. Uh, I think they mentioned uh, Shawshank, which is like from the Shawshank Redemption. So we've got all that going on. Lots of nods to Stephen King stuff. Um, it looks pretty cool. Um, here's the official description. Uh, the show stars Andre Holland as Henry who as a child was involved in an accident that left his father dead and him the sole suspect. But he has no memory of it and eventually fled when townspeople turned against him. Now a death row attorney with few connections, his clients see usually die, Henry only returned home because a mysterious inmate at Shawshank State Penitentiary who was discovered in a cage deep beneath the facility asked for him. Only him. Yet Henry has never heard of the inmate and the inmate knit the inmate nicknamed The Kid has been in solitary confinement so long that he may be insane. So that's the description. It's about as confusing as the trailer is. I still don't know what the hell this show's about, but I am kind of excited to watch it. Side note, though, I canceled my Hulu subscription about a week ago because I was trying to save some money. Unfortunately, I may have to re-up it because this may be enough to bring me back. And that's not to say there's not other things on Hulu that are worth checking out. It's just that I was trying to save the extra $12, $13 a month. Um, you know, I went the commercial-free one. Maybe I'll go for the one that has commercials. I don't know. Uh, I got to work around my budget. But this is definitely a show that could bring me back. I am a fan of Stephen King's work on the screen. Um, if I told you I read his books and stuff, I'd be lying because I'm not much of a reader. But if you put that stuff on the screen, I'm there to eat it up. Also, it's J.J. Um, Abrams has a hand in this, so um, we'll probably get never get any closure and lots of mysteries. <laughs> but uh, that's another story. All right, go check out the Castle Rock trailer. It's up there. If possible, I'll attach it to the end of this tag and uh, you know, the end of the segment. But we'll see. All right, let's move on. All right, another trailer that was released was for Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween, which is set to come out uh, this October, October 12, 2018. 
and uh, it looks pretty good actually I'm not going to lie it looks like a movie you could take your kids to see it's gonna have lots of frights and whatnot in it but also it looks like it's not gonna be overly graphic you're not gonna probably have any nudity to worry about which look there's a place for all that stuff and it's called Friday the 13th <laughs> but you don't need that and it's good to have movies like this too um, uh, it reminds me of, like Monster Squad you know movies from the 80s back then that were made for kids to enjoy as well as adults so, uh, yeah, the trail looks pretty good. Um, the premise from basically what I could see, it looks like it doesn't have any real tie-in to the first one. Not that I saw the first one. The first one was about, um, it featured Jack Black's character playing R.L. Stein, who's the creator of these books, and I guess they get opened up and take over. This is similar, but it's a different premise. This is like a hidden book found in an abandoned house. I think it's the abandoned house of R.L. Stein. And according to the trailer, they they find this hole in the wall, and there's a chest inside, and inside is this one book called Haunted Halloween. The kids open it up, and out comes this dummy. I think the dummy's name is Slappy. Um, and he just uh, starts wreaking havoc on the town, bringing all these things to life. Looks like a lot of fun, truthfully. Go watch the trailer. Um, it's Goosebuds 2. Personally, I gotta watch the first one. I think it's got mixed reviews. I don't know for sure. Um, I'm going to watch it at some point. It's got to be available on Netflix or Hulu or somewhere, right? By now, I don't really want to buy it, but I may have to. Um, anything else to add to that? Uh, the cast looks pretty good. Nice. Um, they got this kid who played in It. He played uh, Ben in uh, you know last year. Or I think it was last year. Stephen King's remake of It. Uh, good stuff. Look forward to it. Nothing else to add to that. But this Halloween's looking to be a great, great season for movies. Seriously. If we want to just go down the rundown real quick, we got The Predator coming out. That looks good. Lots of good trailers for that. We got Halloween coming back with Jamie Lee Curtis. 40 years. Although she was back in H2O, but we're going to forget about that for now. <laughs> and um, yeah, what else do we have? We have lots of stuff going on this Halloween. Um, we got this movie. I don't know. I'm drawing a blank, but there's good stuff coming, and I'm excited. Let's move on while we still can. Alright, last episode I was telling you how I wanted to, I wish I could go to Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights. You know, they were doing Child's Play, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, all the horror fiend stuff from the 80s. Cool, cool stuff. Well, they're also adding a maze based on the movie The First Purge, which just came out on 4th of July weekend. And, uh, let's see. Here's the story. This is off of DreadCentral.com. Let's give credit where credit's due. Behind every tradition lies a revolution. This year, Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios Hollywood bears witness to The First Purge with an all-new maze based on Universal Pictures' all-new thriller that unleashed the country's inaugural government-sanctioned lawless, lawlessness, making all crime legal once a year for 12 hours. See why I don't read? Because I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Murder, mayhem, and pandemonium are alive and well every year as the annual purge grips the country, suspending all police, fire, and emergency services for 12 consecutive hours as law-abiding citizens are transformed into anarchists. Inspired by the first purge, the movement that began as a simple experiment, this terrifying new Halloween Horror Nights maze aligns with the film in establishing the motives that launched the country into chaos. The first Purge Maze will reimagine the movie's premise, greeting guests with pure, unadulterated fear as it brings to life the turmoil spawned by vigilantes. 
It will place guests at the heart of a controversial sociological experiment empowered by the new founding fathers of America's desire to purge the nation of all hatred and crime by, ironically, permitting crime to take place. Okay, on and on and on and on. Nonetheless, there's going to be a maze based on the movies The Purge, and it's supposed to scare the hell out of you as they're trying to fight for survival to get out. Cool, cool stuff. <laughs> that's the gist of it. Um, still have not seen a Purge movie, and I know that's embarrassing to say. I've said it many times. There's going to come a time where I'm just going to sit down and I'm going to go through these movies, and I'm sure they're pretty good. The premise sounds cool. Uh, there was a Rick and Morty episode, the only one I've ever seen that had the Purge kind of thing on another planet. So, that's cool. <laughs> All right. I uh, just want to add to that. Let's move on. Any fans out there of the movie called Hocus Pocus? Well, it's celebrating its 25th anniversary since it came out. Just around this time this year, 25 years ago. Um, I'm going to be honest, I've never seen the movie. Kind of looks stupid. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I could see myself watching it. As a kid, I had no interest, but I watched the trailer recently. It looks like it could be a little fun time. It's semi-horror, but it's mostly comedy. Um, it stars Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and um, what's the other girl's name? Kathy Najimi. And they're like three witches that were killed during you know the Salem Witch Trials or whatever. They come back you know, in the 20th century, and they start causing chaos on Halloween night. Actually, looks like it could be a lot of fun. Um, I may check it out. But nonetheless, in honor of the 25th anniversary, Funko and Spirit Halloween have released uh, pop uh, vinyl figures of each of the three characters. And they're going to set you back about $13 each. So if you want the whole collection, you're looking to spend over $40, which, you know, if you're a collector, not a bad, bad price. Also, these will be, you can order them now, but they'll be probably coming to you in time for September. So you'll have them before the Halloween season, if that's your thing. Um, but if you're collecting, I guess it's no big deal. You get them when you get them. Uh, each character is, um, yeah, let's see. They're officially licensed. They're exclusively at Spirit. Uh, it's limited editions. The dimensions are 2.25 uh, length times 4.5 height, three, three inch wide. So... That's the basic gist of it. Um, looking at the characters now, they're, you know, they're Funko Pop figures, what you'd expect. Big-headed characters, but actually pretty cool. They look sort of like the movie characters from what I've seen in the trailers. Uh, you can check that out. Uh, like I said, I've never seen the movie, so it's not like I'm a huge fan of this stuff. But I could see the collector and me possibly purchasing it if I had a few extra dollars. But I think I'd rather use the money to continue my Hulu subscription and watch Castle Rock. <laughs> Nonetheless, check it out if that's your thing. All right, let's move on. Anne Rice's The Vampire Chronicles has found a home, and that home is Hulu. Uh, Hulu's doing its thing, right? It's bringing us Castle Rock, which I talked about earlier, and now we're going to have a home for The Vampire Chronicles. Um, this, if you don't know, um, it's kind of like what the movie Interview with the Vampire was based off of. came out in the 90s. It starred Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt. I want to say Kristen Dunst. I talked about this before, and I didn't check, double-check. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie, probably at least 15 years or so. Uh, I remember enjoying it. I mean, you know, it wasn't specifically horror, per se, but it, it had vampires in it. <laughs> Uh, pretty vampires and um, you know it was kind of the story of like their three or four hundred year life you know going through the ups and downs how they had to survive it's a very interesting thing 
Um, and I would like to see more of that. I would like to see that put out over, you know, the course of seasons of a show. Um, so, no actual release date yet. Just the home. It's coming to Hulu. Uh, what else are we going to have here? Let's see. Uh, both Anne Rice and her son Christopher Rice are going to be executive producers. And it's going to tell the story. This particular show is going to tell the story of French nobleman turned vampire, Lestat de Leoncourt. Uh, let's see, uh, this is going to be the beginning, uh, Lestat, let's see, I think it's going to take place, when is it going to take place, I don't know, it's going to be in the early versions of the story, so whereas the movie kind of covered like the whole thing, this is going to be like very, very, very early on, maybe when he first becomes a vampire or whatever, so, um, you know, it's something I'm going to keep an eye out, more and more I'm thinking I might have to renew that Hulu subscription, and not just for this, also like I mentioned earlier, Castle Rock, but there's, you know, there's just a lot of things out there. And I know uh, Marvel's Runaways is going to be coming back soon, too. So uh, a lot of shows, I think I'm going to have to keep the subscription. It's just worth the $10 or $12 a month I was paying. Uh, you know what? Right after this recording, I'm going back to my computer, and I'm going to resubscribe. <laughs> all right, guys. That is all for the news this week. I hope you enjoyed. We're going to move on now to what I watched, and um, then we'll finish things up. Let's go. So now we're in the section where I tell you what I watched, and usually it's something I want to recommend. This particular episode, I watched two things in the last week. One, I'm going to clearly say, stay away from, and one, I'm going to say, it's worth checking out. So uh, we're going to go with the worst first. That rhymes. Um, I watched a movie called The Curse, or just Curse, I'm not exactly sure what it's um, called. And it's based on The Color Out of Space, which is a H.P. Lovecraft thing. Uh, it stars Will Wheaton, Claude Atkins, Malcolm Denari, Cooper Huckabee, John Schneider, Amy Wheaton. And uh, like I said, it came out in 1987. It had two different names at the time. It was called The Farm, I think, when it first came out theatrically. And then they changed it to The Curse, or just Curse. And uh, yeah, I got this movie on Stars, which I subscribed to for a month through Amazon. They have, you can get like channels like HBO whatever so I signed up for stars about a week two weeks ago when I wanted to watch Independence Day which I talked about on a prior episode and um, so recently I was like you know what let's see what stars has to offer while I'm paying for the month let's see what they have in the world of horror and I came across this movie called The Curse I watched the trailer with my girlfriend like you know what this looks like 80s fun let's just watch it and see what happens well <laughs> there was a point in the movie about halfway through or so um maybe a little bit more past the halfway point, where me and my girlfriend just looked to each other and we just bursted out laughing because some of the acting and performances in this movie was just so bad. Um, a lot of this movie is just so bad that it kind of comes around and becomes entertaining. I mean, this is like a train wreck you just can't turn away from. And in that regard, yeah, I can kind of recommend watching it, but don't, don't. You're better off not ever watching this movie truthfully. But, um... And the basic premise is that it's about this family that lives on a farm. Uh, what are they called? The Cranes? Uh, you got, like, uh, there's this crazy stepfather who's, like, this Bible preacher. Um, you know, he has a wife that's, you know, some scenes she looks attractive, some scenes not, whatever. But they're, like, married, but he don't want to be with her, like, sexually because he's, like, this Bible guy. 
well, you had kids because he has a son, you know, of his own. Uh, how did that kid come to play? Now, I don't know. The whole thing is like really, really weird. So, uh, this causes her to be like emotionally unstable. Um, but yet she's like very um, loyal to him, and she's kind of afraid of him. He's a very abusive man. I don't know why she's with him. Like her, her first husband had died, and maybe she just went to him. It's not clear in this story. It's very, very badly put together story, but. It's not clear why she's with him, but he treats her and her, her son very, very badly. Um, it must just be a financial thing, some kind of security that he's providing, but it's not clear. So anyway, she ends up cheating on the husband with like one of the farm hands. Uh, but while she's with him, this big meteor comes from the sky, crashes into the ground. The effects are so bad. When this meteor's crashing, it looks like a giant light bulb on a stick coming through the woods. Uh, like, a, like a model set. It's, it's some of the worst effects I've ever seen. Now, not all the effects in this movie are terrible. There are some really cool, gruesome stuff they do with, like, um, some of the animals. They got, like, worms and, like, their skin rotting away. It's, like, time-lapse stuff. Very, very cool stuff. Um, as the people, the main actors, start to change, because um, this comet does some bad shit to the water. That's the gist of the movie. Um, it turns, like, the water supply, like, bad, and people start drinking from it on the farm, and, they, like, they start to turn evil. They're already crazy, but it makes them even more crazy. And like slowly their skin starts to rot away and it's destroying all the animals, the fruit are going bad. So that's the basic premise of the movie. Um, the one kid who's um, played by Will Wheaton, Zach Crane. Um, now Will Wheaton, you'll know, he played in Star Trek later on. He played Wesley Crusher. And he, um, he does the audio for the book Ready Player One, if I remember correctly. So that's probably where you know him from. Uh, he's like the main kid in the, ca in the cast, uh, Zach Crane. Uh, he's the only one that knows what's going on. He's like, it's the water. It's the water. And everybody's like, get out of here. They're laughing at him and whatnot. They just think he's crazy. And sure enough, he's like really the only one who survives from that family. Um, him and his younger sister, uh, Alice Crane. She's played by Amy Wheaton. I assume they're related, but maybe not. It does look like there could be a resemblance there. Uh, so yeah, he kind of looks out for her. She's She spends half the movie up, you know, in a bed because she was attacked by crazy chickens. Uh, this movie, though, it's just so, so weird. But it is cool to see some characters like um, John Schneider has a role. Um, he plays Carl Willis. And this is before, this is after Dukes of Hazard, obviously, but it's before his days on Smallville, where I kind of know him from, as Pa Kent. Now, of course, he's the guy who doesn't play, play alimony, but that's a different story. <laughs> Paul Smallville cast. Uh, yeah, so... Like I said, this movie, if you're really, really just, you know, interested in seeing, like, a train wreck of a movie, I check it out. Um, you know, it definitely, me and my girlfriend watched it, and we were just like, what the hell is that? I mean, really, we just bursted out laughing, like I said, at some of the scenes in the movie. Um, you know, and it's got some cool effects in some areas, but that whole media crashing thing was kind of silly. And, uh, you know, it's got some over-the-top acting. Uh, nothing else to add to that movie. Uh, so that's called The Curse, or The Farm, or whatever the hell it's called. It's an Italian-American film. Uh, that's it. It's on stars if you're curious. Otherwise, avoid that one. Let's move on. So last Friday was Friday the 13th, and in honor of that, I decided to watch a Friday the 13th movie. How original, right? So, um, you know... My opinions of this series so far are mixed. Um, it's pretty new to me, although these movies are very, very old, a lot of them, you know, starting, I think, in the late 70s, all through the 80s. 
Um, I saw part one for the first time last year around Halloween. I didn't care for it. Um, it doesn't feature Jason at all, who's like pretty much the main character in the series. That's what I always knew growing up. Um, like I said, I was never really into it. I might have caught a scene here or there. I was always a Freddy Krueger guy. Loved Nightmare on Elm Street. Not a big fan of the slasher and the guy in the hockey mask thing. But whatever. As an adult, now I'm doing a horror podcast. Even before that, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to up my repertoire of um, horror movies. I want to, you know, see it, that whatever I can see, especially, you know, all the big things that have come before. So anyway, I watched the first one last year. It's just a little history lesson here. And I wasn't impressed. I was like, this is kind of crappy, you know? I mean, I guess I could see at the time how it could be okay. But it's pretty boring overall. And, you know, it's just this big old lady going around killing people pretending to be a psychopath. Whatever. Then I watched part two. Um, you know, I waited about six months or so from that. I said, let me just move on. Went and watched part two. The first 15 minutes was like a rehash of part one. I'm like, oh, God, they're just reusing scenes from the first one. I didn't like it to begin with. But if you stick through it, I think it got better. I was like, all right, you know what? Once we get past the initial rehash of what happened in part one, this is actually pretty good. I, I was liking it. Now, these sh uh, movies so far all have the same thing in common. The people are so stupid. I mean, these are the dumbest people ever. <laughs> and, um, you know, I mean, other than that, I guess it's okay. Anyway, um, I say all that's just saying that's my history. I've seen one, two. I did see Jason X in theaters many, 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 many years ago when it came out. I want to say, what was it, early 2000s or something? And I did see Freddy vs. Jason, if you want to count that as a Jason movie. So that's my background. Other than that, I have not seen any of these. Uh, this Friday the 13th, though, we went for part seven. Uh, my girlfriend had seen that one in the past. She said, you're going to like this one. It's got like a telekinetic girl doing all sorts of crazy shit to Jason. I'm like, all right, that sounds pretty cool. So I bought it off of Amazon for $5, started watching, and I got to say, it's pretty good. It is. You know, it's. I'm not going to say it's a great watch of all time. But it was definitely better than I expected it to be, especially coming from what I've already watched. Um, it was entertaining. Uh, I didn't have any real problems. Again, the people in the movie, they're just there. Like, I don't care about any of these characters. They're there just to have sex and be killed by an eight-foot guy in a hockey mask. But that being said, it's pretty cool. Uh, the main character, um, her name is Tina Shepard. She's played by Laura Park Lincoln. And she's the telekinetic girl. Um, you know, she's really young. She lived at Crystal Lake for parents. And her father was an abusive man. She goes out into the lake and she starts, you know, I wish you were dead. And this happens all in the beginning of the movie. And basically uses her, her anger, brings out her powers. And she ends up killing him. Um, and there's a guilt on that. So as an adult, she, um, she, you know, she's being treated by Dr. Cruz, who's played by Terry Kaiser. And he's a real douchebag, if I can be honest about it. Um, he acts like he's there to help her, but he knows about her abilities. And he's just trying to exploit it for his own reason. Not clear exactly what he's getting out of it, but there is a lot of, you know... It's it's his own personal agenda. He's not there to help her. And he does some shady shit. And he's not a nice guy. And he gets what's coming to him, okay? Just know that. So, I mean, that sets up the basic premise. At the same time, we got this other group of um, kids, or, you know, young adults... Um, staying in like a cabin across the way on Crystal Lake. Um, she befriends a guy there, but um, the other folks, they're kind of 
you know, just there as background. And like I said, they're there to be killed by Jason. There's no real reason other than that for them to be there. But it makes for some interesting, you know, last act of the show when he's going around killing everyone. And um, and then um, Tina comes into her own. She starts to use her abilities um, to kind of fight back against Jason. That's pretty cool. The whole last act of this film is a lot, a lot of fun. Um, the guy who directed this film, which was, uh, what's his name? Uh, directed by John Call Buchler. He also had a hand in the special effects. I think he came from a special effects background. So um, it definitely shows. Jason looks phenomenal. We see him without his mask. And in the past, he kind of looked like a deformed guy with a little bit of stringy looking hair. This one, he's straight on like a monster. He looks like something that came back from the dead. Very, very cool effects. And um, watching him battle it out with Tino is a very, very fun end of the movie. So it had a box office um, gross. It made $19 million in the U.S. It had a budget of $3.5. So, I mean, I think that's okay. I don't know exactly what they considered a hit back then. But um, it's only about the halfway point in the amount of Friday the 13th movies we would get from there on. So um must have been good enough, right? <laughs> uh, don't have anything else to add. The movie, um, it's it's... Runtime was an hour and 52 minutes. It came out in 1988, so it's officially 30 years old at this time. So, um, I guess that's something. Um, I'd say check it out. You know, if you've never seen Friday the 13th, um, I guess you could start with part one. I, I didn't like it, but that's just my personal opinion, and I probably would get hate for that. I'm sure a lot of people out there who are purists will say it's the best or something, but um, not for me. I like to see my main villains in these movies. So part two is the first time you get a lot of Jason on screen actually doing some killing. And I like that. Um, but this one is pretty cool because you know the effects were ramped up a bit. And we got a protagonist who can actually fight back against him. Which I like too. Alright, so uh, that's it. Those are my picks. Or not so much picks, but um, that's what I watched. And uh, alright. That being said, I'm going to try and get this uploaded in the near future. And I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Check it out on Anchor. If you want to leave me a review, um, you know, you want to leave an audio message, go through the Anchor app. I'd love to hear some feedback, please. Um, I'd like to know someone's listening. I'm not just recording this to dead air. Uh, if you have a suggestion, a movie you want me to check out, even if it's like kind of obscure, I actually prefer that. I'd like to watch something that's not maybe so mainstream. Um, just make sure it's something that is available, whether on Hulu, Amazon, um, you know, even if it's a YouTube thing, I can watch stuff on YouTube, whatever. There's a lot of different ways to watch things these days. Um, you know, pick a movie and tell me. I don't mind watching and I'll give you my thoughts. Alright, till next time. Thanks for listening to ha Talking Horror on Screen. Catch you later.